0: Yo, what to do?
1: Welcome yo. back to the Roll Credits Podcast. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Yo, <clears throat> yo, yo.
0: Watch my flow, yo. Watch my flow, yo. What's the scenario? Isn't that what he says? Who? Isn't that Who? what he says?
1: Who said that?
0: <laughs> what's what's my flow, yo? Watch the scenario. Who are you talking to? That's what he says.
1: Who are you talking to? What was that voice?
0: Uh my girlfriend.
1: Oh. Well, today on the podcast, we're going to have a f- our first live interview <laughs> <laughs> of AJ's girlfriend. I'm kidding. Um, we're, uh, okay. Huh? What? I'm kidding. You Dude, just it's- a
0: fucking... Wait. <laughs> wait I, just, I just looked it up. It's a tribe called Quest. It's a <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: see? What were you trying to quote? What? What were you trying to quote?
0: That's what I was trying to quote.
1: Oh okay, I thought I didn't.
0: Okay. I, I didn't know what song it was though.
1: I so we were tr- we were trying to coordinate it to where I would watch Grand Budapest Hotel and you would watch Grand Budapest Hotel, but I didn't I, do. That. I did watch I'm, it. I, I did not because I me, did my homework.
0: You told me I was a fucking doo doo head because I <laughs> because I wouldn't watch Parasite.
1: <laughs> yeah. So podcast, we haven't done one of these in like a fucking month. Um basically because AJ's been working a lot and dealing with a lot of work bullshit. I've been working a lot and dealing with a lot of work bullshit. And on top of that, I've been sick for like fucking a fucking week. And that's been not great. And before that, I had a little headache. So I don't know what the fuck. I feel like I'm probably going to die soon. So, you know, just be on the lookout for a different host. Uh are going to die next- from
0: me hitting you with my car.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna die from fucking typhoid fever. <laughs> like fucking like fucking organ trail. Um yeah, so if you hear me cough, I'm getting over the flu <clears throat> like that. Um I'm trying not to be an asshole and make the audio as disgusting as humanly possible, but just a heads up if you're one of those people who like can't fucking stand noises in the background.
0: like um, your
1: phone. Yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, we run uh, a really strict ship here, you know, as far (laughs) as um, what stays in. So, you know. um, No funny. Yeah, there's no coughing. There's no sneezing. There's no uh, random like snorts and fucking spits like I'm DSP gaming. No Um, farting, no pooping. Yeah, there's definitely no eating in the background as well. I mean, that that's never happened. I definitely didn't eat Chinese food for like 40 minutes on the first episode. You know, that definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but what have you been up to for the last month? The last month? Don't dox yourself.
0: Oh, don't dox myself.
1: Yeah, what have you been up to for the last month without doxing yourself?
0: My heart has been
1: not good. Oh, so we're both gonna die. Yeah, we're both gonna die. Oh, shit. My heart... My heart said no.
0: It's, uh... It's kind of, uh... I don't know what it is. I just fucked up with caffeine, probably, I think. That's it? I mean, I fucked up with Caffeine. caffeine because now when I, I stopped taking caffeine, I drank one coffee and it was like burning
1: the shit out of my, my heart. I hope that audio just came through. What? I have some sanitizer right next to me, but it sounded like I shit it in the mic <laughs> as you're saying Because it went out and it went. <laughs> 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 That's fascinating. I didn't listen to half of what you said.
0: I said I was going to die.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Well, if I don't die on the actual recording today, that'll be impressive. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I thought I had COVID. I took the COVID test um, at a local CVS and it came back negative, which is pretty cool. I still haven't told work. Um, cause I'm, I kinda don't want to go back to work, <laughs> so. Oh
0: yeah, don't go back I, to that fucking,
1: Yeah, that fucking place sucks. Um, if you know, you know. But, um, yeah, so, uh, cause I have a shitty ass shift that I'm probably gonna have to work on Thursday, so I'm thinking, like, eh, do I really wanna work this four hour shift? Like, mm, not really, so. <sighs> um. Jesus Christ Holy fucking shit Okay, anyway, I have this like four hour shift That I really don't want to work Because it's one of these bullshit ones that they just give you. And so I'm considering being like mm, Maybe Maybe you just don't tell them that I've You know Maybe don't submit your uh, Negative for COVID paperwork until yeah. You know After that day Like right after the shift ends <laughs> Um, so
0: so I, <clears throat> I think I'm representing the fault in our stars. What are you talking about? Well, I was talking to uh my girl, you know, and I was like, Hos mods, yeah, anyways, I was like, my heart kind of fucked up, and she was like, Oh yeah, I fucking stabbed myself in the eye with a radio. And like what? instead of cancer. <laughs> what the fuck? Instead of cancer. <laughs> instead of cancer. I took a
1: drink and I <laughs> almost fucking died.
0: Instead of cancer, it's like the low budget version of Fallen Stars.
1: Oh. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched that movie.
0: I haven't watched it either, I just know the general the general thing.
1: Yeah. Damn, this fucking sucks right now. Alright, so... <laughs> um... Anyway,
0: anyway let's, get, let's go over Michael and Jamal in art class.
1: Oh, shit. i take a big drink for this one. Okay. I
0: just, I want to know. Give me one second. You said you were saving it.
1: Okay. So the other day, me and AJ were talking on the phone forever about stories and stuff and kind of, we, we'll we call and we'll pre-script the podcast a little bit just so that we have a general idea of kind of what we're talking about. We won't actually go over anything really, but just like, hey, make sure that you mention this so that i bring it up. So, um, this is so long ago that I can use, yeah, I can use legal names none of these people will fucking listen to this fucking show um maybe so i don't give a fuck i this was whenever i went to the school that i didn't that both of us didn't go to don't say the name cuz i don't want to dox right. ourselves but <clears throat> this was eighth or seventh grade it must uh, it must have been It had to have been like eighth grade because we were old enough to the point where people were saying really fucked up shit to each other, but it wasn't to the point where people were just like, it was still where you're young enough to where you don't really just let that shit slide off your shoulder like it does get to you. Anyway, there's this white kid with uh, red hair and braces named Michael. And uh, he was annoying as fuck. Like, not trailer trash, but just, like, really fucking annoying. You could tell, like, he was spoiled as shit. His mom probably bought him everything that he fucking wanted. Like, just one of these fucking kids who, like... Their mom was probably a Karen, and they picked up on that shit. So... Oh, they became a Ken. <clears throat> huh? Say they that again. They became a Ken? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sucked. So, anyway... Um... And then there's this really quiet black kid named Jamal who uh, was pretty cool to me, um, you know, and all this shit. But there was this art class because, like, you had to take that or you had to take, like, band, I think it was. So it was like, fuck, okay. Everyone who's not rich enough to get into band or doesn't want to do band has to do this fucking art class. Because you have to
0: buy, like, a $3,000 instrument, right?
1: Yeah, so... Um, fucking this, uh, we're in this art class or whatever, and I notice for, like, a week straight, this white kid keeps on giving Jamal shit. Like, he just keeps on saying shit to him constantly, comes over and fucks with some of his art stuff, like, will ask to borrow shit right in front of the teacher, and then won't give it back to him. So, we have this, uh... If I just start talk, if I just stop talking for like three seconds, it's because I'm taking a drink of water. <laughs> by the way, just for the audio <laughs> listeners, because I'm coughing like a motherfucker every five seconds. So heads up, it's just so that way I don't fucking puke or do an even grosser cough. Um. <clears throat> anyway, this fucking Jamal kid is like building like some pot or something. Building some pot. And this Michael, like a big like pottery. You know, he's like doing the pottery. I you made, I you
0: made yeah, he's like building wheel.
1: No, you don't make. The... We didn't have like a pottery I'm wheel. Doing, we we're just too you're broke doing for like that. The, Just the but building he's like... clay. Yeah, just building the clay and stuff. And he starts building this like uh, he's in like the late stages of like building this like uh, thing like this coffee cup or something. And I think he's building it for his mom. And uh, this this is where the story gets really fucked. Um he's building this coffee cup for his mom who has cancer. And uh he goes away to go to the bathroom for like five minutes. And uh it's not like a big class. I think there's only like fourteen people in there. But this fucking Michael kid comes up and fucking writes the N word on the little coffee cup that Jamal made. And then writes like number one cancer survivor die or some shit. And uh Jamal comes back and he's like, What the fuck? And this Michael kid, because he's one of these like privileged fucking white kids, is like, ha ha, look at what I did. Ha, oh, ha. And of course there's a substitute teacher there who can't do just shit. And, like so is out. just refusing to do anything yeah the fucking the stupid like and the substitute teacher is like just trying not to fucking like she obviously knows what the fuck is happening because it's making a shit ton of commotion because this white kid is just like openly like screaming the n-word and all this shit at this point and like being super fucking racist and just like mean to him and uh fucking the substitute teacher just refuses to do anything at all like just doesn't want to you know Have to do anything for the one day they're there or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to remember that this Michael Kidd has braces. (laughs) Uh, Jamal, with zero hesitation whenever he comes back, after about two minutes of this Michael Kidd talking shit, because you can see he's seething and he doesn't really know what the fuck to do. He fucking punches this Michael Kidd... As fucking hard as I've ever heard anyone get fucking punched in my entire life. Hard as fuck. And you immediately see the Michael kid fucking drop down to his fucking knees. And he's holding his fucking lip. And he's crying like a fucking baby. And he comes up. And he hit him so fucking hard. Hard that this entire like square area of his bottom like lip has just ripped because of the fucking braces he hit him so hard that the fucking braces went through and fucking punctured through the bottom of his lip Damn. and he's still trying to call him the n-word while his lip is like (laughs) flopping
0: around
1: (laughs) (laughs) shooting blood Uh. (laughs) and uh Then the teacher came back and had, like, a note from the substitute teacher about, like, you know, all the shit that had happened. And the Jamal kid, I think, got suspended for, like, a week. They did out-of-school suspension because they knew what he did was basically, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a big deal. Because um, everyone was like, yeah, 100%. Beat that kid's ass. You know? Um, and I think the Michael kid tried to sue him and shit. and of like. Course. Just like some weasel shit, yeah. But he like failed because like the I think eventually like uh, whoever did the fucking shit was like, yeah, no, you you one hundred percent deserved it. Like it doesn't matter if it's it doesn't matter. You you provoked the fuck out of that. So I think the substitute teacher got fired and shit. But um, I also remember the last day of school, him getting his grade for art back, mm-hmm. the white kid. And it was an F. (laughs) The teacher had failed him just because of the shit that he had pulled. I remember we... So, yeah. That's the ultimate... That's the ultimate... That's the fucking art story of this fucking white kid getting his shit I don't know why that
0: reminded me of... Not, like, a substitute teacher, but, like... There's a teacher in, uh... In junior high that... Me and, uh some friends. I guess I can't I don't want to dox them anyways. Me and some friends uh had them at the same time and she she was kind of a larger woman. Uh and they (laughs) what
1: yeah I know
0: I'm just saying she was kind of a larger woman anyways. We walked in there at the end of the year and <laughs> and we are like, uh I'll call her I'll call her Miss uh Miss Lame anyways. We walked in there and she was like, Oh hey and we were like, Oh hey, think it's the end of the year, we were gonna say bye to her. And we started to walk out and some i I don't remember some kid that was in the class like who fucking hated her Came in there with a box of, Twinkies. A box a box of, of what? Twinkies. and he put them on her desk. And he didn't say anything, but then she started, started crying. Wow, and later we found out that he put a note on there, and it was like, I hate you, you fat Wow! Is that it? Anyways, that that was the the story story plot of Uncut Gems.
1: That was a fucking awful story, by the way. That gave me nothing.
0: (laughs) That gave me no entertainment
1: value. (laughs) Holy okay. shit, we're fucking Oh my god, we're gonna get dude they're... Holy fuck. The Tesla they're, they're stock fucking just went down.
0: No. Really? Anyways, why did sure. Len Manuel Miranda ruin theater? <laughs>
1: I forgot about this one Okay <clears throat> So the other day AJ and I were talking on the phone about Theater kids and how fucking annoying they are because That's kind of have- ironic
0: that we met in theater though. Okay
1: here we go Very the true In well, the class not the class. actual like theater But Yeah just like the credit But <clears throat> Let me go ahead and state Actually, this is. If I would have said that, that would have been a lie. Because I was gonna say I don't hate Lin Manuel Miranda. That's not true. <laughs> I actually do hate him. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda. The problem with theater is that, and I used to really watch a lot of like theater performances and stuff that would get filmed because a lot of the time you could see actors like Willem Dafoe and John Hurt and, um. You know, uh, actors of that style kind of grow through theater, or they would return to theater or whatever, and you could you could kind of watch them their shit. The problem with theater acting is, uh, and and the reason like Lin Manuel Miranda specifically has kind of fucked it up is there is no nuance in his acting at all. There is no, there is nothing understated. There is no guessing the emotion at the time there is no like understated moment. Like I think of someone like Michael Fassbender and I'll use a, um, I guess a more common example. So people kind of, um, know what I'm talking about, but Michael Fassbender plays Magneto in the uh, new like uh, like performance more. <laughs> and in those movies, mm-hmm, in- <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Um, Michael Fassbender is really, really good at the same thing that Ryan Gosling's really good at, which is emoting with his eyes and not really saying anything, and you kind of get what he's doing. Yeah. Um, in the movies as Magneto, like right, right before he's about to do something, you can't tell if it's out of anger or sadness or sympathy or what. Like, and and because of that, um. Or a lot of the time, it'll emphasize two emotions at once. Like, his one eye will do one thing, and then one eye will do another. Because it adds to the nuance of it. So you can see, you can read out of the scene different things. Um, And that's what's brilliant about a lot of acting, is someone may take something out of a scene that another person doesn't, you know? Um, For instance, whenever we watch Hereditary, Tony Collette in that movie a lot of the time, comes off as having like a mental break, or comes off as incredibly paranoid. And so you can take the two, right? She's frustrated, and she's just trying to get people to see her viewpoint, or she is panicked beyond belief, and, and fucking terrified. Almost hysterically. The problem with theater acting now, and the problem with Lynn manuel Miranda, is that every fucking thing that he does, he either says... Or is plainly on his fucking face.
0: It's like fucking
1: pro wrestling. He acts like a fucking pro wrestler. Like he gets fucking hit, and he like makes like a stunned face, like, and you're like, okay, motherfucker, I get it. You're in pain. Like you don't have to fucking like make everything look so fucking. Because like the problem with that sort of acting is that like a a great example of that is like what do old people try to do when they're old? they try to fucking look. What do old people try to do when they are old? Try to look. Younger. What's the one thing that most old people try to do? They try to look fucking younger. They act younger. They fucking pretend like they're younger. That's why they fucking buy all these bullshit beauty things and, uh, you know, fucking whatever. Would you... Like, because they try to fucking look younger. But, like, in fucking theater acting with people who fucking have. Like, gone up through the system after fucking Lin Manuel Miranda. It's like they just are like, I'm old and my back hurts. Uh It's like, no, motherfucker, that's not accurate at all. That's not what the fuck they try to do. You know, like they're not like, Look at me, I'm so old. Uh My fucking cane. Like, they don't do that shit.
0: That were in the style of Lin Manuel Miranda biting his lip, would you wear them?
1: No, I'd fucking shoot you in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go out and go register I a weapon. I'd at
0: him because he could post himself biting his lip and say, end
1: racism, and he could. I mean, he's literally like a fucking, what, bajillionaire? I mean, he's swimming in the fucking Disney Hamilton money. So, like, I don't know. I mean, the only good thing that came out of Lin-Manuel Miranda is that he got David Diggs more work. So that's cool. Yeah, it
0: says everything else. It's like 80 mil. 80 mil?
1: It's not
0: metal.
1: I just hate that shit. Like, I hate the fucking, like, super overstated, like, I call it Rami Malik acting.
0: Oh.
1: Where just everything, everything you do is super fucking obvious. At all times everything's on his face at all times you know everything he's gonna do before he even does it and that's not even like me as like a fucking film nerd being like haha I've seen a million movies I know exactly what's gonna happen it's not like Bohemian Rhapsody is like a fucking you know puzzle of a film to figure out but like for fuck's sake give me a he's little bit a, of fucking like nuance give me a little bit of fuck like Jared Leto <laughs> does the same shit Holy Jared shit, Leto I does the exact the same thing It's fucking insane. Like, it drives me fucking crazy. That's why I like a guy like a Willem Dafoe or a Robert Pattinson or Florence Pugh, Tony Collette. Like, these people are fucking phenomenal because you never, even if it's like very clearly stated on their face, you don't know that that's their true intention. And that might be the nature of the movies that they pick. But, like, (coughs) there's just more fucking nuance.
0: Because Jared Leto, or I would say, Rami Malek, they're like, they're like, I I am this character or whatever. They're trying to convince you they're this character. And you're like, no, you're, you're Jared Leto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like the whole time you're not convinced of it because it's like, it just seems like insert actor if you're trying to act. Tom Hanks does a little bit of it, but Tom Hanks does it in a way that's a little bit more subtle. Although he does a little bit of the goofy like facial expression shit too, so I'm not a big Forrest Gump fan. Um, Pacino is probably the best one as far as um facial expressions, but but still hiding stuff despite having really fucking wonky facial expressions. Yeah, I don't know. I fucking hate it. It drives me fucking crazy. Nothing will make me turn off a movie faster than whenever someone starts theater. doing that fucking theater, like whoa, eyes whoa, bulging whoa. out of the fucking head, like acting shit. <sighs> there are examples of it working. I think like a Rob Williams or a Jim Carrey can kind to... of use it to their advantage. Because they go into, like, almost self-parody with it. Like, Jim Carrey especially goes into, like, almost, like, a self-parody. Adam Sandler's pretty good with it, too. Especially in, like, some of his early comedies and stuff. Like, Happy Gilmore and shit. Um, He's, like, really good about, like, going into, like... um, Especially, like, Uncut Gems. He makes, like, a lot of weird, like, faces and shit. But he does it because it's, like, unsettling. Um, Like, he knows what the fuck he's doing. But those motherfuckers have no idea what they're doing. Absolutely no clue. Academy Award winners, by the way. Willem Dafoe never won an Oscar. Jared Leto has. Get fucked, I guess.
0: That's
1: cool. Uh, what the fuck? Let's see. talk about the movie that we talked, that we watched just vaguely because it's been out for like two weeks now oh, you're
0: talking about you're not talking about budapest are you
1: oh okay no i'm talking about pieces of woman because i didn't watch budapest yet <clears throat> what do you think of it now especially since we're a couple weeks removed yeah, from true. watching it um
0: Used me. Are you ever
1: going to watch it again?
0: It kind of confused me.
1: Hmm? What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, by the way, spoilers. There's no way to talk about so... this movie without spoiling it. So if you haven't seen Pieces of Woman on Netflix, then turn it off now. Cause... Or skip... just go ahead and skip ahead five minutes, because we're only going to talk about it for maybe five minutes. So at like the 35-minute oh, mark, I guess we turn back to the conversation.
0: What was that with the Carrots? With the carrot eye thing. Oh, uh, shoot him up! Shoot him up! Shoot him up! So the the movie, the movie like fucking, I w- I came into the movie like I guess expecting this other movie called Shoot Him Up, <laughs> 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 because <laughs> Victoria had said something about. She said something like hey, I'm going to watch this really stupid action movie. And it's about this... Someone saves a newborn infant from assassins. <laughs> and, they, and they team up with a prostitute. What the fuck? And all the bodies in there. That sounds
1: fucking awesome. <laughs>
0: they, they uncover... Holy shit. The Senators plot to harvest bone marrow from baby.
1: So then I read, "What the fuck?" That sounds like some. That and sounds, I, sounds like some fucking read, QAnon conspiracy theory. Call the, harvesting the baby bone marrow pieces of a woman, and all all I read is a home birth,
0: and I'm like, "Holy shit! There's gonna be guns. We're gonna start fucking people up." <laughs> fucking <me> up. <clears throat> That's what I thought.
1: Yeah. What'd you think of Benny Safdie, the car salesman, showing up for about Benny twenty-five seconds? Did
0: his deed? He did what he had. He did what he
1: had. <laughs> <laughs> I think the saddest. I think the saddest part about talking about this movie is that this is clearly the biggest vehicle for Shia oh. LaBeouf winning an Oscar, and because of all the shit that he's, I guess, done or hasn't done. I mean, I feel like those allegations are pretty strong but obviously if, you can't say it until You really think he would They have their day in court No, I mean I feel like he's a pretty fucked person. He
0: I I want to I, I want to say he didn't get as much screen time as I thought he was going to.
1: I was surprised when he bounced out about midway through the movie. I thought he would have been there for the the majority of it. And I would not have been shocked if that was an editing decision. But I don't know if this movie came out before or after. I think it came out after. That's definitely something that you could fix in editing. But if they were going to do that, then why not just postpone it and recast the whole fucking movie? Because this was obviously Netflix's big Academy movie. Like they thought it was gonna be Mank, but it isn't. And so, um, it's this. And I think that they, I think the Shia LaBeouf conversation makes it a little bit more difficult to, compa- to especially campaign for the movie. Um, especially given like everybody <laughs> who's in the movie is just a white person. I mean, it's about a woman. It's about a woman. Like, it's a very clearly a female-led story about mostly female characters because the core of it really is just like a mom and a daughter not really seeing eye to eye but like Shia LaBeouf is a massive component of that but I thought he was fucking amazing I thought his acting was the best out of everybody in the film other than maybe Ellen Bernstein really great too um I thought she was phenomenal I thought Vanessa Kirby was okay um Maybe that's because people were hyping it up as like this is gonna be the Academy Award performance, like this is the one that's gonna win. Um, and I find almost I find almost every year that someone does that, it's not the best performance of the year. When people are like, "Hey, this one's the best," I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, I think the only time that that's ever come true is like Andrew Garfield for Social Network. I remember being like, "Yep, you're right." Um, and and maybe J.K. Simmons for Whiplash was the only other one. But, like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this movie does around award season and shit. Um, Just because it's such, like, a vehicle of controversy. And I think the beginning of the movie is much stronger than the... I I think there's a noticeable drop-off when Shia LaBeouf leaves the screen. There's a noticeable drop-off in tension. And in... All the concepts the movie's trying to marry. And I think actually the real life story of Shia LaBeouf, like being kind of a piece of shit, well, it makes, more makes the movie more interesting in a weird way. Because Correct. like because his character's a piece of shit as well. So like and a lot of the shit that he does in the movie is shit he's been accused of in real life. So there's this weird blurring of the lines thing going on. Which I don't think I've seen since, like, Michael Keaton and Birdman. Like, I think that's the last time I've seen this weird, like, really, really weird uh, fucking blurring of lines when it comes to stuff like that. So, I don't know. I thought it was good. Um, I've waned on it quite a bit from watching it because whenever I finished it, I was like, holy fuck. This is amazing. Um, But in the last, I really have no intention of ever watching it again.
0: Rami Malik won um, 2019 for Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: <laughs> God, yeah, he won the best uh,
0: oh my actor. Oh
1: Yep, that's why I, I'm like I roll my eyes at Academy Awards stuff. Um. Yeah. Anyway, what would you say? What would you give? Uh, pieces one out, out of ten. Out of uh, five, I guess. Um. Zero to five. mm Hmm. I would say like a four. I would give a I'd four. Say... Or a five. What about you?
0: Oh, I rated it higher, I guess. I rated it four point five.
1: I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. I think whenever I f- finished it, I probably you, would have agreed. You did. you did. I might have even rated a 4.5 on Letterboxd. I would utilize that as well. Okay, yeah. I-, I would go back and I would say probably a 4. And I, I would I would be kind of shocked if it moved from that. Because I still think it's really solid. I just have zero intention of no, watching watch it, it again. Well, for a while. so. I mean, maybe in a couple of years or something. Like, yeah, maybe in like two, three years, if I'm, re-vis- if I'm revisiting, like, uh, Netflix movies and stuff. You said, but um, said, I don't know that I you would if like
0: you gave this movie a two or some shit
1: because what did of I say? The
0: Shia allegations. You're Your just... work.
1: Yeah. Okay. That was the other thing that I. That was one thing that I did want to touch on was that I saw a lot of people shitting on the movie because of the um, Chia LaBeouf, like, allegations and stuff. I hate when fucking people do that about movies. I fucking absolutely hate it. Because (laughs) although there is a person who is a piece of shit... Although there is a person who... Let me finish what I'm saying real quick, because this is actually, like, legitimately important. Although there is someone who is a fucking piece of shit who worked on this fucking movie... Okay. Okay, Given all the conversations that's happened. And, And other things that have happened since the allegations came out and stuff like that. But you are fucking, whenever you fucking shit on a fucking movie for one person's involvement, especially if these people did not fucking know about these fucking allegations ahead of time whenever they were starting to work on this fucking movie you are shitting on all the work that these people have done leading up to this point. All of it. Shitting on literally all of it. So, all the actors who actually did bust their ass and didn't do fucking problematic shit after the fact. uh, You're minimizing their work. Crew, you're minimizing their work. Script writers, you're minimizing them. People who went through the process, especially in COVID, when people are like busting their ass to entertain you. That's fucking off. Like, that's shitty as fuck. Especially when there's movies out there that are much shittier than this one. In not only the way that they're produced, but in the way that they're made. And also just the quality of product that comes out after the fact. I mean, if we're going to talk about pieces of shit <clears throat> and movies being made, hello, the fucking Monster Hunter movie came out, and there was literally oh. a stunt person who fucking died in the process of making that movie. Because the, fucking, because the director didn't do what he needed to do to fucking make sure that the stunts were fucking fine and whatever and same with Deadpool too. Th- that I hear people fucking being in a massive fucking outreach about Deadpool and I'm not saying that you have to keep energy for one thing just because of another but I'm saying that you can't fucking praise one thing and then immediately turn around and go well actually this one was fine because it was just a crew Wait, person it said says... like it doesn't work that way all of it's fucking bad or fucking none it says,
0: of it, uh, it. says she just lost her arm for the monster hunter? What are you talking about? She's lost her arm, and they... Said... Oh, I thought they
1: died. I thought that there was a... Okay, but someone losing their fucking arm is still oh a pretty big Godra. fucking deal. She
0: said after the accident, she was paid... Nine hundred hmm. and ninety dollars in and lost earnings despite the film's blockbuster success yeah. and gross of more than three hundred million. They were like, here's a stimulus check. Yeah, it's check. fucking
1: disgusting. Yeah. Here's a shitty US stimulus I... check. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> This shit happens all the time, like... Um... Like, there's a ton of fucking people who get fucked up all the time from movies and shit, you know? But are, like... But, like, cast that is, like, expendable. You know? Like... I think someone died on one of the Harry Potter movies or, like, received, like, a pretty fucking critical brain injury. Like and that shit happens um for sure you know that that sort of stuff happens all the time I mean it's kind of goes with um I guess the uh what you're doing you know I mean if you're jumping off buildings and getting in a car wreck like that shit doesn't fucking happen on accident you know but like um I don't know. No one fucking. Like when they made fucking Force Awakens. Like Harrison Ford got fucked up by some of the hydraulic fucking shit. that was on the Millennium Falcon stuff. Like and no one was like hey Disney what the fuck. You know. So I don't know. I I just I get kind of fucking pissed whenever I see people just like not caring. I mean the fucking stunt woman for Deadpool 2 definitely died. I remember that one specifically. Yeah, Deadpool 2 is the big is the big one Undo. of recent memory where people have been like really and Motherless Brooklyn as well, which is like a 2019 movie. Um so yeah, I mean like that shit damn that shit fucking happens. So um I don't know. I, I hate talking about it because like nothing has really We don't know for a fact if it's true or not. I mean, if it's true, then fuck him. If it's not, then, you know, um, I guess that's a good thing. But, eh, whatever. The movie was good. I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Um, Although it's some pretty fucked... That's the thing, too, I should say. is like, uh, That's not a movie that you just turn on. But, yeah, don't fucking shit on everyone else who worked on this movie who didn't know about that shit. That's fucking annoying.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe shit on Netflix if you are upset about them fucking releasing it. But if you're fucking upset about them releasing it, then don't fucking watch it. Like you can just turn your back and not, and they'll they'll get the fucking memo <coughs> or cancel your fucking subscription. You know. I'm. It mad works for that the cuties thing. If you don't like it for this, then
0: I'm still mad know, that you do the same thing. Mega mind a one star.
1: Oh. What's my most controversial review on uh, Letterboxd? What, what is my controversial?
0: most
1: controversial uh, review is what I was asking. Napoleon Dynamite, five out of five.
0: Oh, that, you just rated that. You didn't, have, you didn't review it, did you? Oh shit! Wait. Oh, I did review a it. ton of reviews. I think. Recent reviews. Yeah, I Sorry. wrote a shit
1: ton of them. I always try to ro- write a review whenever I review something, unless it's like very obvious. Like I think my my Moonlight one is. I literally just wrote Chef's Kiss. That was it, because I don't need to say anything about it. I just like fucking no shit. Everyone oh, likes probably that movie. Fucking... Who gives a fuck?
0: Maybe your maybe pineapple express review. You... Like, uh, what did I give
1: that? <laughs> oh, I gave it a two, and then I said in my realization that I don't like Seth Rogen very much. Yeah, true. I stand by it. I stand by my words. What's your most controversial review? Go to your profile. You can follow me. What is my name on here? Oh what? yeah, Florence oh, underscore your baby, just to get everything on Letterboxd.
0: So your baby man. Hey, if you want to
1: give your boy a, a follow. Huh? <laughs> oh, well, I know, but problem? my actual at is uh Florence hyphen. But if you're looking if you're looking for yeah. um, you know, my actual name on uh, there baby is Baby Man Little Baby Man. Is the actual name, and then there's a photo of a um, PlayStation 2 Brock Lesnar.
0: Ready Player One, a fucking half star, so
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah, I fucking hate that movie. I would have given it at least,
0: I guess, absolutely despise that movie. I would have given it at least two and a half. I would have given it at least two and a half. You sound
1: like you were underwater. I wouldn't have. So I didn't. Cause I fucking hate that movie. That's the worst theater experience I think I've ever had in my fucking life. It's terrible. Okay. I've got some questions that we can go (laughs) over.
0: A cure for wellness. A
1: cure for wellness. This movie is so
0: fake deep. What'd you say? I agree.
1: Yeah. Go through some uh, read like two more of them that are like short.
0: This movie did not age well. (laughs) Hype me up. (laughs) Oh, American Beauty? Yeah, (laughs) sure.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Follow me on Letterboxd.
0: Did you, do you like... Same as everything else.
1: Um, I didn't, and I'm not going to. Fine. Question time. You ready? We've received some questions over the past month since we've been inactive. So I'm going to read the questions. And we can answer. I'm not going to give names because I don't want to dox people. So um, I've got like maybe 10 questions here, and then we'll kind of end the pod for today. Um, who is your favorite actor right now? Who is my favorite actor, right now? <coughs> actor slash the actresses. You don't have to give them like just one, but I you can just favorite just favorite list favorite some actors. just list some of your favorite actors and actresses right now, and then I'll do the same. Yeah, I'll follow after you. Yeah, just favorite actors and actors. Well, no. The question is favorite actor. But that's impossible for us. Like, we watch so much shit. (laughs) Oh, true.
0: (laughs) I think I saw Victoria just roll her eyes. (laughs) She she doesn't know. Is that the joke? She doesn't know about Pattinson.
1: That's all? Uh, yeah, so Robert Pattinson is obviously oh, up yeah. there. I would say, I think Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out is pretty fucking elite level. Willem Dafoe is still alive and still making movies, so until he retires or dies, he will be my favorite. Always, it doesn't matter. Um, Actresses, I would say, obviously, Toni Collette is up there. I think Margot Robbie has slowly become really great. And I think someone who is really talented but just kind of picks shit roles is Dakota Johnson. I think she's really fucking good. But she just is in movies that I'm not that interested in. So, But I would say Pattinson is probably the best as far as in a current peak. But I think Defoe is the actual best in the world right now. I think Defoe's the greatest greatest ever. ever. Yeah, so by proxy, he would have to be the best. That wasn't the question. I'm just saying that I think Defoe's the best. So by proxy, he would have to be in the conversation of best currently. I think the best currently, as far as current runs, is is Pattinson. I don't even think it's even fucking close. As far as, like, no. contemporary actors. Because he he hasn't missed. I can think like, of other actors and they've, they've fucking missed. You know? Like, they've been in shit. Pattinson hasn't been in anything bad in, like, five it. years. Since, like, fucking Twilight. So, like... And the movies that and the movies that he has been in have been like fucking classics, save for The Devil All the Time, which like I didn't love that movie as much as some of his other movies, but it was still like a three and a half out of five, which is still pretty solid. I was
0: gonna say Tom Hardy just missed. You're gonna say? He took a big L. L.
1: Tom Hardy's not up there for me. What did he do? And, um, oh yeah, the movie wasn't great. Tom Hardy's been missing for a minute though. <laughs> yeah. he's He's been taking some fucking L's. Um, the director's uh, next movie that you're looking forward to the most. There's a lot of options here. Um, Wes Anderson is making a movie that's partly in black and white so that excites me because black and white is kind of the aesthetic that I like the most Um, so I'm excited about that Um, but I would say as far as like a director that I'm looking forward to the absolute most uh huh the 70s who did Unca Gems and Good Time, are way the fuck up there. Yes. Um, my most anticipated movie on the radar right now is the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Um, because I don't know what the fuck that's going to be. I have no fucking clue. Um, and it's very rare that we see footage of a film, and I still have no fucking idea what the movie really is um i'm curious about ari aster's next movie i feel like it's getting time for him to start to do something he said he doesn't want to do a horror movie next and obviously the only Wait, thing that he has really done I, is horror with hereditary midsummer. something so by
0: clicking on the new i'm movie.
1: curious about that <laughs> <laughs> let me fucking finish That's what i'm saying bad, holy man. shit you little bitch god damn jesus fucking christ the fucking... Uh, what, God damn it, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, and uh, Lubu uh Wong, who did The Farewell. um, Because she's married to Barry Jenkins, IRL. And uh, I'm curious what else she would do. Because I thought The Farewell was like a fucking phenomenal debut. But um, as far as movies that are actually on the lookout, that um, I'm anticipating... Obviously, The Lighthouse is my favorite film of all time. And uh, the director of that is doing a movie called, I think, Northman or something like that about Vikings. Um, and it has Willem Dafoe, one of the Scars guards. It has like a fucking killer cast. Like the cast is fucking insane. But it also has a Bjork <laughs> doing a fucking role for like the first time in like fucking a million years. And Bjork is one of my favorite actors or act- uh, one of my favorite artists of all time. So the concept of um, this weird Viking movie with Willem Dafoe and a shit ton of people, um, directed by the same dude who did The Lighthouse, has me very excited. I don't think I'm going to like it as much as Lighthouse, because obviously it's a really hard task to top favorite film of all time, but obviously anytime something is my reigning favorite, whatever the sequel for it is or whatever the upcoming thing is that's made by the relative, relatively similar people is something I'm going to be checking for. And what um, movie am I looking forward to? What's your answer to this question, I guess? Just movies or directors' next movie that you're looking forward to most? Like a director's work that you're, you're always kind of checking for, and like when a trailer it's drops like or any information Z. drops, you're like, oh, fuck man. yeah, let's go.
0: Scorsese. Who?
1: Scorsese. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. Scorsese? Martin Scorsese? Okay, well, it would help if you said the name Scorsese. right. Holy shit. Scorsese? I was like, who the fuck is that? Scorsese. It's Italian.
0: Oh, no! no. I have to say
1: Scorsese. Repeat after me, Scorsese. Oh, no. no. Scorsese. Uh,
0: Scorsese.
1: Okay. Anyone else? Oh. No. Did you watch? Did you watch The Irishman? Oh. You should watch that. I didn't love it, but you should watch it. Can't say that you're checking for a director and then fucking name but a, a director that, that you even haven't it. even watched their last movie. What the fuck.
0: That is not.
1: But you haven't seen anything else by him. Not
0: true. I have.
1: I mean, I feel like your I feel like your answers are, are pretty similar Shark to mine Dale. though. I don't know. Are they on the A twenty four roster? Okay, then I'll watch it. Uh. True. But he didn't direct it, so he was just in it. Legendary I say,
0: the man third in line of presidential succession has been in five Batman movies. Yeah.
1: Mm, that's cool. Am I? You're a big Cohen's brother guy.
0: Haven't seen Fargo. Yeah.
1: Buster Scruggs, No Country, Fargo. Oh, I thought you had. But you like those two. I mean, Coen's are... Always, I'm always checking for Coen's brother shit. Um, I don't know. Like, you're the same as me, Safdies, Aster, <laughs> Eggers. Yeah, that's true. Um, You're really checking I... for that fucking Green Knight movie. I know that.
0: Yeah, I was really disappointed when that...
1: Yeah, Would that be like your most anticipated movie other than maybe Batman? That's the asterisk we have to put though is like looking forward to it but not as much as the Batman. Like, because nothing is reaching that height. Even if they came out and they're like, it's a Star Wars movie made by George Lucas. We'd be like, okay. The Batman movies like are fucking, like my dream come true. Like a fucking Batman movie that looks like the animated series that He's, like, an actual fucking detective. Oh, and by the way, all your favorite actresses and actors are in this fucking movie. Like, okay, sick. Oh, and it looks like a fucking uh, David Fincher movie. That's pretty cool. All they need to do is just fire the director and then fucking bring in David Fincher. And then we're good. Um... All right, next question. Uh, What is the best video game of 2020? I I don't know that you can necessarily answer this because I don't think you really played anything.
0: I know what your answers are.
1: I got two answers to this question because, yeah, my answers are, are pretty similar to what they probably would have been throughout the entire year. Um... My biggest recommendation goes to The Last of Us Part 2, especially if you've only seen people play the game or have heard about people playing the game. Um, I still very highly recommend it. It's the only game that I've ever played where the story came even fucking close to stories that film can tell. And the gameplay is amazing. And I think it actually is, like, S-tier of storytelling. Um although it's not exempt from problems i definitely have problems with it i think games are much much more prone to having problems than albums or uh, movies because there's just a lot more to a game you know a game is 20 hours long and you play it and you watch it so there's a lot more fucking error that can happen in that time span than an hour and 40 minutes of a film um or 40 minutes of a record or you know whatever um so I a little, i'm a little bit more lenient with games that being said um as far as the actual like I, I think last of us 2 is still the best game that i've played maybe ever um and it's 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 definitely my game of the year but a very very close secondary would be hades which is a um kind of i guess roguelike like you start a roguelike for people who are kind of unfamiliar is kind of like Call of Duty Zombies, where you start and you level up throughout the rounds, and then you get to the end, and you die, and then you restart, you know? And Hades has an endpoint; you can beat the game, but you just kind of go through and get more leveled and leveled. But the thing that's smart about Hades is that even though if you die a million times, you're still unlocking different dialogue and shit from the characters that are in the game, and you're still unlocking things as you go. Um... It's pretty fucking smart, the way that they do it. And it's not, like, a expensive-ass game. I think it's, like, maybe 20 bucks, 25 bucks um, And it's on PC and Switch. So those are kind of the big two that I would recommend to people to play. Especially Hades, because it's just cheaper. And I think Last of Us 2 at this point is, like, $30 at most retailers. So um, I think Last of Us is worth it for the gameplay alone. But, you know, stories pretty phenomenal as well. Obviously it's a sequel, you should probably play the first one as before, but you know, hey, it is what it is. That um it. next question, what is the best Batman animated series episode? Fuck, that's difficult. <clears throat> um the best episode is obviously well, I don't want to say obviously, but it's probably Heart of Ice, which is the Mr. Freeze one. Um that's a really, like, I guess, kind of obvious episode. But the ones that I really like are the two-part episodes. Um, and there is specifically one in the first season that is... Um, uh, it's it's kind of the creation of Two-Face. Um, and before that, in the season, you've been seeing Harvey Dent and not Two-Face. so, um, And they kind of subtly build up to it because every time that he kind of comes into contact with Bruce Wayne. He's like playing with a coin, so they they kind of tease it uh, up until like I guess the end of the season because I think those are the final. It's a two part episode that's the final of the season, and then obviously any episode with Mark Hamill's Joker is just like fucking amazing. So, um, I don't feel like there's a single bad episode of Batman the Animated Series, but those ones are pretty good. And I also like the episode where Batman uh, ends up in some little kid's basement, and there's also another episode where there's a dude who's like kidnapping children and like bringing them to uh the sewer as kind of a cult and batman like basically watches him die and is like i don't give a fuck that you died like it's cool that you died i'm glad that you're fucking dead and it's like the first episode you see batman really like loses shit which is pretty
0: dope. so
1: <clears throat> but you should watch the entire thing from the beginning and go through it all. Yeah, it's phenomenal. You can get the entire series for like 40 bucks, which is... Um, there's, I think, like a couple... Or maybe a hundred or something episodes. Um, and the, the series, the Blu-ray pack, comes with um, Mask of the Phantasm and Deep Ice, I think, are the two things. But there's like a shit ton of discs for it and it's really nice, and the transfers look good. It comes with like a digital copy. I don't know; it's just a really nice version of the thing. And the episodes—every single episode is twenty-two minutes long, so they're really easy to hop in and watch. Um, directors that you've seen their stuff but haven't necessarily dived Dang. into entirely—that you would like to dive deeper into their catalog. Wes Anderson I mean Life Aquatic is like one of my favorite movies of all time And I've seen like almost none of his shit Other than like yeah. I Love Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox But like I haven't seen Grand Budapest You watched it yesterday Spike, Spike Jones. Um, Who yeah. for you? I mean Scorsese <laughs> Spike Jones. I'd like to hop into more of his shit. He's interesting. I've seen her and being John Malkovich at this point, so... There's probably not much left in the catalog. Maybe I'm wrong, but, um... I want I'm, I'm... Currently I'm diving into David Lynch. Um... I have a Criterion of and Drive that I bought. And I think the next purchase I'm going to make is Eraserhead. Because I have not seen either of those movies. I still haven't watched and Drive just because I'm kind of waiting. Um... Until I feel a little bit better. Oh, them kinda... it's a movie that you really have to focus on. But I just finished all of Twin Peaks while I was sick. Um, I've been kind of picking at that for like three months. And uh, I need to watch the movie Firewalk with me at this point And then maybe the Showtime return of the show. So, um... And I'm a big Elephant Man fan. Like, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, um... I just I'm currently diving into David Lynch, but after that it'll be Wes Anderson, pretty much full, full throttle, and then after that I think it'll be um, maybe some John Carpenter.
0: Uh, besides, um, what about for
1: you? Is there any directors that you really really want to dive into? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. I gotta pee. So the audio listeners boy, are gonna to 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 hear me take a, a piss.
0: Mine as well.
1: So, go ahead and talk. I'm shit. We can probably make that into a podcast episode. Yeah, it'd be pretty nice actually. Um. Next question, favorite foreign film?
0: Holy... That is fucking loud as fuck. Really, you really...
1: I said I was taking a piss. Answer the question.
0: Anyway, my favorite... Th-
1: my favorite... Aw... <laughs> uh. My My favorite, favorite, I don't know board, if that's allowed, actually. Man's labyrinth. I might have to course. edit that whole audio. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite foreign film is either Burning, um, 2018 film. Let me flush real quick. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Oh. Or, I would say Burning, the Raid, is pretty high up there.
0: Um, Parasite's like kind of the normie answer, but that's definitely got to
1: be up there. Um, the Raid 1 and 2 are fucking amazing. Um, and I would also say Ingmar Bergman's the 7th Seal. And also... Um, hmm. I don't know what else there would be. Oh, uh, Battle Royale and Old Boy
0: are up there as well. Are you still pissing? Those movies kind of slap rocks. Okay, I was going to say that's that's kind of scary. No, I'm washing my hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you going to say that it's impressive? I should have said yes. I should have just said yes, I'm still pissing. Because if I could piss for three minutes straight, basically, that'd be really fucking impressive. If I could just piss for, like, eight minutes straight, I think I'd be setting some fucking world records. I mean, I drink it. Anyway, I was talking about my foreign films, and then um, I think you had said some, right? I just said my favorite is Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth is pretty fucking phenomenal also on Netflix. We should probably, maybe we should cover that one at some point. We can. Um, <clears throat> well, I know we can. It's my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, what is Criterion's best release and what's one that I should pick up if I'm uh, starting my Blu-ray collection? I would say that you can't go wrong with the Life Aquatic one. Um, there's a lot of like special features and stuff in there but I think that the Life Aquatic one is pretty good because, like, it gives you that or the Parasite one. Because they both give you a shit ton of special features. They're both films that the majority of people will probably really fuck with or find some sort of familiar element, and they're not, like, these $70 box sets. So I would say those two are probably the most safe ones to go with. Um... Although, anytime you buy a Criterion, it's pretty risky, just because they're normally pretty expensive. Um, So maybe, if you're kind of on the fence about getting one, then you should get one for a movie that you're already familiar with, or a movie that you've been kind of waiting to watch for a really long time. Just so that way, you know, you've got some sort of reason to like it. There's a lot of great stuff in the Criterion Collection. Um... Again, I would recommend *Parasite* or *Life Aquatic*. What about you? Um, I think the only two
0: Criterion's I have right now are *Is Life Aquatic*. Oh wait, hold on,
1: that's not true. I have
0: *Life Aquatic*, *Pan's Labyrinth*, and uh, *Silence of the Lambs*.
1: Okay, yeah, the *Silence of the Lambs* one's a good one too because most people have seen that movie. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you tune been think sounds of lambs, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, <clears throat> favorite video game controller. I think the PlayStation controllers are pretty, like, universal for me, but that might just be because I've always grown up playing PlayStation. I think the 360 controller is pretty fucking phenomenal. Um, as far as old school controllers, nothing really beats the SNES controller. And, um, but I don't know, I would say the PS4 or PS5 controller, um, because I've I've got my hands on the PS5 one and played with it for like two seconds, but, um, it feels just like a natural evolution of the PS4 one. So, I I don't know, just any any PlayStation controller feels really good for the most part. I think the triggers, though, on the PlayStation 4 controller sometimes can feel a little, um, like a little fragile, but that's really my only issue with it. Um, what about you? Would you agree? PlayStation oh, like Four, game or game control fucking Elite,
0: or the Wii, the Wii. Yeah, bro,
1: that's like the worst ever.
0: I wouldn't say that. It fucking worked with all I their games. The fucking,
1: I fucking hate the Wii. Um i like the gamecube controller a lot as well especially for resident evil resident evil feels really weird um to play on anything other than so i remember i bought the um when resident evil 4 the hd version came out came out as like an xbox live game and i remember playing it on 360 and being like this feels fucking weird because it wasn't on a playstation controller it wasn't on a GameCube controller, it was just on that 360 controller, and I like the 360 controller a lot, but it felt bizarre. There's just certain games that you just kind of have to play on certain controllers, like I can't imagine playing God of War on anything other than a PS you know, PlayStation controller. Right. I with Mario and like Zelda, like, I can't imagine playing those on anything other than like Nintendo. It just feels like, sacrilegious. Um, Worst film of all time... <laughs> Fuck, that's a hard-ass question. Oh, I have a go-to worst, which is um, 2011's. uh, We need to talk about Kevin by Lynn Ramsey, which is to me the most unbearable fucking movie I've ever seen. Um, Not only because what it's saying I think is really vapid, but also because I just hate every frame of that movie. I hate every line of dialogue. I hate every frame of it. Like, I hate everything about it, which is fucking weird because then that same director went on to make uh, You Were Never Really Here, which is a Joaquin Phoenix movie that's basically a remake of Taxi Driver. And I love that movie. I gave it a five out of five. I think it's really good. So, um, I mean, other fucking awful movies. Batman vs Superman was like a fucking miserable theater experience. That's, that was um, what I was going to say. I don't know. Any of the DC shit has been pretty awful. I'm trying to think of more shit that's really bad. Um, I They're not the worst movies I've ever seen, but the most disappointed I've ever been by movies was the MCU Spider-Man movies. Um, although, I don't know. My expectations probably should have been set. But yeah. What about for you?
0: Let's see. I only have three one stars.
1: I have like ten point five stars.
0: Star Wars Rise of Skywalker.
1: Very I don't think I ever watched that. What? I don't think I ever watched that. You did,
0: you rated it. You said one of the most bland movies I've ever seen. What did I give it? A one star. Oh, Same okay. as me. And then... Hmm. See, you gave Batman or Superman a half star. Mm-hmm.
1: I I, I would have gave it a zero. I probably... Is that good? I need to change mine to a half star now. There we go. Yeah, it's fucking awful. That movie's fucking rancid. For some reason, you gave... I would rather, I would literally rather eat fucking mold than fucking watch (laughs) that fucking movie again. Because at least the mold experience would be over faster. Uh, It'd be fucking awful. It'd make me sick in my stomach, but I wouldn't be able to eat for a fucking week. But like, it would be a faster experience versus Batman versus Superman. It's just like three hours of your fucking life you're never getting back. I'm still upset that I saw that movie in theaters. It's fucking terrible. And you know from the first fucking five minutes that it's just the shittiest piece of garbage of all time.
0: I one movie that I hated was fucking Arrival.
1: Really? Yeah. The Amy Adams yes. movie. I don't know that I watched that either.
0: I I didn't like it at all. It looks like really? it has That's a. Weird. It looks like it has a good average review. It has a fucking four star
1: average. Most people like it. most people like it.
0: I did not maybe it was just the situation I was in, like I was watching it in a fucking trailer house. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that absolutely contributes <laughs> and i could i could um, i was like it it wasn't really playing that loud, and the t v was kind of small,
1: okay, and, yeah fucking.
0: And I was like, "Why the 1, fuck is she percent. talk? Why is she trying to communicate with these fucking random beings?" And she was like, oh, I figured it out. I figured out they
1: they <laughs> don't spoil it for <laughs> me because I haven't seen it. I still haven't watched that movie. It never looked that interesting to me, but like, um, it's it, I feel like every now and then I like I don't ever fully dive into a director's catalog because I always need to keep something in the back pocket." You know, like, just something that I can go to. And I've seen all of Denis Villeneuve's movies except for that one. It's the only one I haven't seen. Just because I I kind of have been back-pocketing it. I don't know that I'm necessarily going to like it. He made a, a big... ton of movies that <clears throat> we like. Yeah, shit ton. I feel like you probably should rewatch that movie. Because everything you're saying about the, the circumstances in which you watched it sounds awful. <laughs> what else I mean obviously again Batman vs Superman is the biggest piece of shit of all time but like were there any movies as a kid that you just fucking hated See, I felt that way about Kangaroo Jack movies that I hated did you watch Kangaroo Jack no I never
0: watched Kangaroo Jack
1: that movie fucking sucks
0: what else fuck. Uh, what's oh god what's it what's it called um doogle what the fuck <laughs> are you saying Dougal.
1: what the hell is that <laughs>
0: d-o-o-g-a-l
1: I have no fucking idea what you're saying at Dougal. all. I'm so lost. Dougal. The fuck it. What is that? Dougal. Is it just Dougal?
0: D-O-O-G-A-L.
1: Okay. Tell me what this is, brother.
0: You have to watch it so that you can know. my pain.
1: Okay, that's all. Okay, just Dougal. Okay. Too horrid to remember. Yeah, I guess you shouldn't prod a PTSD victim about their trauma. Yeah, you
0: don't want to. It has Ian McKellen <clears> though. <throat> All right, in it, let's though. move
1: on to the next. Oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool. And but,
0: Jimmy Fallon.
1: Um, <laughs> and <hell>? John
0: Krasinski. <laughs> and, and Hell Phil yeah, Hander. brother. And let's go. Chevy Chase. Dougal. And Dougal. Whoopi Goldberg. What the fuck?
1: Dougal google okay this is definitely a movie that you haven't seen this is definitely a movie that you just randomly found on fucking the internet oh, and they're trying to make part of the real podcast remember, lore. i remember
0: watching it and i was like god damn what the fuck
1: is this <laughs> well it's obviously google um <clears throat> all right on to the final question What is the best Kubrick movie?
0: The best Kubrick movie.
1: The most influential one is 2001 A Space Odyssey. I would say that's his most important movie. Mm. I think his most overrated movie is Full Metal Jacket. Because I think the beginning of that movie is really solid. But I think the second half is not nearly as good. Personally, for me, my favorite would have to be The Shining, which is a very, very, very cliche answer. Yeah. But it is the right answer. So it would be The Shining for me. Or Eyes Wide Shut, which I think is really solid as well. What about
0: you? I want to say The Shining, but you already said it. So my fucked up answer is Clockwork Orange.
1: That's the other one. That's the other big one that you kind of... Kind of stands out. Um... <clears throat> I would also say... The Killing, which I think is... Kubrick's debut or something. I think he made it in like 1957. But it's a black and white heist film. Is fucking awesome. That movie is fucking awesome. Not a lot happens as far as the actual on-screen stuff. But if you watch that movie, you can see the very, very clear influence of that heist sequence from um, Dark Knight. Because the masks are almost identical. Um, Yeah, I love that fucking movie. That movie's dope as shit. Um, And really fucked up for the time. But, um, yeah, the killing is pretty cool. Yeah. not elite level Kubrick, but like bottom A tier, really high B tier Kubrick that no one talks about. That movie has a Kubrick. That movie has a Criterion release as well. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes. Did you know
0: that there is a movie um, called The Shining forwards and backwards, and it's where they play The Shining forwards and backwards?
1: Yeah, I mean, people do all sort of fucking stupid <laughs> shit, so that's not really surprising to me. Is there anything else you want to cover today? I gotta pee. Oh, uh, you gotta piss real quick. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and get your pissing in the on the um, microphone as well, just so that way uh, we've got both of these on I don't record. Know. I
0: can't take it with
1: me. Okay, we'll just try to make it as loud as possible. Yeah, just piss really loud. I can't hear shit if you're pissing. This is terrible. There we go. Can I actually hear me pissing? Yeah, I can hear you pissing. Okay. Where they, where can they follow you at? Where can they follow me at?
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I forget, sorry, on Instagram. At AJ underscore dogs
1: on Twitter. Uh, and Letterboxd. Letterboxd, virtual menu, B-I-R-T-U-A-L-M-A-N-I-N-Y-U. You can follow me at Florence underscore hyphen on literally everything. And you can uh, follow uh, our podcast and information on when we release episodes and stuff like that at Pod on everything. There might be some underscores in there, but if you just look at our social medias, we'll be following all the accounts that um, are linked to just the podcast. So it's pretty easy to find it. Anyway, um, that'll do it. Go ahead and flush that toilet, baby. that's a